Hello, Kevin. Awesome. You guys are nerds. Damn right. Oh, Kevin, you're so witty. I would stab someone in the face. Oh, that's gross. I'm cutting this, by the way. Bad Philosophy, episode 116, recorded on March 2nd, 2012. Said terrific. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. One, two, Bad Philosophy, episode 116. I am your host, Stephen Torrance, and we are back upsetting the balance of reality one rabbit trail at a time down a particular trail of uh, political intrigue, morality, and uh, hopefully some uh, revelations when it comes to a good old man named Rick Santorum. Uh, we're here with a, a couple of folks who have never been on Bad Philosophy before. I think the first time we've had two new guests on one show in a long time. I'm, uh, I probably I'm should be with the tech, like, like first. since we've graduated. <laughs> yeah. um, we've got uh, my good friend Brian Morgan is, uh, is here. Uh, Brian, you are, um, your background is mainly in, uh, in cinema. Like, I, yes. We actually we met um, in line to see the Social Network. That's right. Um, so I, was, I, was se- I was you were first. I was, I was first. second. <laughs> and uh, and he brought a copy of uh, John Stewart's book. The, the oh god, America. Wait, what now? That's Stephen Colbert. Earth, right? Earth. No, yeah. no, no, no. no, no. They, they've done planet Earth. on America and Earth. Yeah, right, Earth. Right. Stephen Colbert's is I am America, and so Sorry, can you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was Earth. Um, it was Earth. Yeah. And so I asked about it. We got to talking and uh, discovered we're both really into into cinema. And uh, so we've been we've been going mainly going to see movies and doing geek stuff ever since. Um, Kevin and I have actually got into into pub trivia as a direct result of Brian. So thank you for, for doing that. We, we won last night. We did. We we've got two oh, yeah, uh, two weeks in a row. It. It's like a dynasty or something. <laughs> um, and then we've also got on the show uh, Ryan. I don't know your, your last name, Ryan. My last name is Usher. Usher. Ryan yeah. Usher. Hence the discussion we were having earlier. Now everything yeah. makes sense. It all it all comes back together. <laughs> um, and and earlier in the sense of our timeline, we may put that at the end of the show, so it'll make absolutely no sense at all to you people listening. But anyways, Ryan, what's your background? Uh, my background is I graduated from the University of Washington with a degree in philosophy. All right. And well, I've, been, I've been friends with Brian for a while, which is how I met you two fine gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Fifth grade. Yeah, we've Fifth grade. Each, no, we've known each other, I think, even longer than that. <laughs> so elementary school, basically brothers. Yeah, okay. So we were, yes. we, we've known each other since we were, you know, at the NIPS. So you, did you... <laughs> Did you grow up in Washington? Yeah. Okay. We both grew up in Spokane, Washington. Oh, wow. A dire, dire, horrible place. It is. Okay. But not as dire as Seattle. Really? <laughs> That's my opinion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard very good things about Seattle and very bad things about Seattle. And this is the most recent thing about Seattle. And it's horrible? Quite. Quite. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be my opinion until I hear otherwise. Uh, which is generally how my opinions go, I think. Uh, and you'll find out that on, this, on the show today. You've not realized this up to this point, Kevin? I've, I've not examined your life that closely, Stephen. Oh, well, <laughs> so you at least know my philosophical life. It's probably the opinion of many of the, the electorate as well. They'll, they'll have one opinion until they hear another. Until they hear another. <laughs> yeah. Which is why there are so many debates, just mm-hmm. to kind of reinforce the... the yeah. It's my new favorite let's... weekly show. Right. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather just watch Cirque du Soleil. It's had, it's had more episodes than uh, Slings and Arrows. <laughs> yeah, probably has. Yeah. Um, a lot of better television shows, actually. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about politics today. I mean, we're in the midst of 
Yet another American electoral cycle. Um, for some reason, when I, aren't we nowadays? Yeah, right. I, it's there really is no downtime for for elections. Have you all noticed that? Romney's been probably campaigning since for the last five years now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty <laughs> solidly. He was he was campaigning for this election when he was running against Obama the first time, mm-hmm. um, as were a few of the other candidates for sure. Although we've had a few newcomers. I don't believe Santorum was around no. in 08. Yeah, well, he was a around. Senator. He was, he wasn't but he running. wasn't running. Um, where where did Rick Santorum come out of? What what hole did he crawl out of? I don't know. But I'm sure whatever hole it came out of was frothy and mixed with a bunch of conventions. <laughs> oh, God. Where did that meme start, by the way? Did, uh, Dan, Dan Savage. Savage. Dan Savage. Who was a columnist for Seattle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Seattle. <laughs> he's um, a columnist for The Stranger. Well, yeah, I think he's like The Strangers. He's an editor of some sort of The Stranger. He's an important guy on the internet. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there's that, too. Um... Rick Santorum made a comment about basically comparing homosexuality to bestiality. <laughs> and in revenge, Dan Savage decided, well, we're going to take your name and it's going to mean... Because men are pigs? Is that, was that the connection he made? <laughs> I don't think he was that well thought out. Yes. Um, if you listen to Santorum enough, you realize yeah. that a lot of shit comes out of his mouth. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. <laughs> so, so Dan Savage coined this, this phrase, Santorum. And he did this before Santorum was ever... Yeah. Any big thing at all. Okay. Like it was not a big like the people who knew about it were fans of Dan Savage. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. And then Santorum happened to run for president and the the it was such a successful campaign that if you Google Santorum, one of the first things that comes up is Dan Savage's definition. Mm. And so literally that sort of it, it kind of exploded in that sense. <laughs> He was like, let's come up with the most filthy, disgusting thing imaginable for the definition of Sam Farm and, yeah. and just saturate the internet with it so it becomes Google's number one search result <laughs> and when it you search it by name. Yeah. And just like, I guess, you know, the, the result that someone came up with, he just thought was, you know, that's it, that's what yeah. it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And, from this. Uh, yeah. History was made. Yeah. Has, has uh, Rick Santorum actually publicly acknowledged that? Uh, he has. Yes. No, he's, he tried to have He's tried to have Google the remove it. Purged. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Google, and Google was like, nope. Well, and, and the fact is that um, we were talking about this when we briefly touched on Google bombs last time. Yes. Um, that it's not even just a Google bomb. It's not even just that he's, you know, he's tricked Google. Mm-hmm. It's that Dan Savage has effectively coined a new term. Um, in the sense that that is a fi- one of the official definitions now. I yeah. mean, not like in the OED, but... Well, no, at least on the... Uh, at least uh, in Urban Dictionary. On the UD, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe a couple years before Oxford comes out with that. <laughs> the word of the year. Can they even say uh, that in the dictionary? I think, yeah, the, I think the sad part is I think he's actually using a... He's trying really feebly to try to claim it, take it back for himself. Mm. So he, like, talks about, I'm going to cover Texas and Santorum. And oh, it just sounds... Like, that, I'm sorry, that's, that'll yeah. never sound like anything other than nope. this filthy, disgusting thing imaginable wow yeah and i don't want i mean i i love austin and the rest of texas is okay i don't want to see it covered in any kind of santoro <laughs> <laughs> but anyways he has gotten more and more vocal as the election has gone on and more, well, he's, he's more becoming one of the front runners i can't yeah, i mean and, it, and it's funny he's up there with, there was a with national poll, there was a national poll done he was actually above romney for a while but i'll just spell <sighs> my philosophy about this is the whole Republican election or primary election has all just been about who who's not Mitt Romney. We mm. want that guy. Yeah. And then that person gets to the top, and then they go, "Oh, oh wait, crap, no." Bachman, <laughs> f- that. no. Yeah. Barry, oh, he's a f- an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and Kane, what were we thinking? What were we thinking? And then Gingrich. Gingrich. Oh, oh my he's an God. asshole. This yeah. guy is the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. 
So and so Santorum now has his turn. He's the, the last not Mitt Romney. Yeah. Well, I mean, except for poor Ron Paul. Ron Paul is poor still, Ron Paul. still in it. They just don't God, even want. They they just they don't want to barely acknowledge. We don't talk about God him. bless him. I mean, he really is. It, it's like they're they're really you know how many times Ron Paul has run for president. A no, lot, like, like at least four, four or five. Yeah, four or five. Yeah, he ran as an independent. Ran. He ran, ran as a libertarian once. Yeah, or somewhere around. Yeah, the some the against Bob Dole, right? Same time Bob Dole was maybe running. Well, that would have been ninety eighty eight ninety six. No, Bob Dole. Oh yeah, Dole ran ninety four ninety six. I don't think he ran then. It would have been two thousand. Yeah, you're right, right. You're right. But yeah, it's been that's like four or five times. Yeah, he's um, run a lot, but he's done impressive. better this time than he ever has before. Um, he still won't win. <laughs> I, he still won't win, but I, I can only hope. That after after defeating every single non Romney candidate, everybody will get to Ron Paul and be like, you know, we just can't find any dirt on this guy. Why not? <laughs> well, I don't know. There's, there are there is some dirt on. There is some dirt on Ron Paul. There's dirt. It's been it's been raked up before, but it is nothing on the scale of what oh, Rick Santorum has been. Compared to any other politician, the guy's squeaky clean. I mean, Santorum has well. The funny thing is, like, that people his own dirt right now. <laughs> people will talk about like you know the racist newsletter of Ron Paul. Like, it's this huge like. Like Millstone runs and like yeah. somebody's a racist Republican, big deal, get in line. You know? <laughs> also written by somebody else forty years ago. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't matter. I'll be honest with you. He put his name on it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's he officially is responsible for it being published. I don't yeah. care if somebody else writ, wrote it. He bro- said this was an acceptable yeah. thing to publish. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Morgan new- newsletter is going out to everybody. I do want to kind of read what is going yeah. on. <laughs> what is coming out? <laughs> you know, he Anyways. did have some control over that. Thing happening, but right. that's about the strongest dirt we found. Yeah, still, like this is also a problem in politics where even if like you, you screwed up a long time ago and you feel genuine regret for it, it won't matter. Mm-hmm. It'll get digged up and it'll be treated as if you said it yesterday. Which yeah. brings up a really interesting point because our generation, when we start, when our generation starts running, everything's documented online. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Facebook pictures. People are going to read up Google Facebook search pictures. history. So yeah. something's going to happen. Either one, you're going to find the most boring person who's never even had a life. Right. Or you're gonna. People are just gonna have to accept that we all have history mm-hmm. and it's, just get over it. It's it's gonna end it's up gonna like it's gonna end up like future it's be a lot of Reddit. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna end yeah. up like a future yeah. like before Nixon Nixon's head in a jar because presidents like those two clones. Yeah. they're clones of the same guy, but they're running opposed to each other. Like <laughs> like I stand against all the things that my other guy stands for. Is like I second what my opponent says. Yes. <laughs> well, and, that, and honestly. I guess the the point that I was going to bring up was he's gotten bolder as he's become more and more close to the front runner. Yes. Right. Um, and and I I don't usually it goes the other way, right? Like the the farther ahead you get, the more you want to like lock in your lead. Like you're almost sort of discovering what's that that one note you want to hit, and then you just you just keep. You just pull back from that and keep doing that same thing rather than trying a bunch of different strategies. So Santorum has. Gained his lead by basically going super ultra conservative, going back to the for a know, given definition of conservative. Okay, <laughs> he's usually <laughs> more social conservative, social conservative, conservative, religious right appeal, like heavy religious right appeal. And it's almost like if we're going to be talking about morality here, like it seems like he's following divine command theory. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think when that, it comes to I think that theory. transitions well to a, a game that I discovered through um, <laughs> who, who gave this to me. Uh, okay. Roger Ebert Roger uh, Twittered about it That's how I discovered okay. this And so uh, This is something That was put out By foreignpolicy.com Which seems like An official website For something Really? Um, <laughs> maybe foreign policy? Maybe foreign policy Well yeah. it's a .com So maybe they're selling They got a magazine 
Maybe it's Foreign Pollen Magazine. Um, but they, but they, they put together this little uh, quiz, shall we say, uh, the title of which is Grand Ayatollah or Grand Old Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to say who said it. The Iranian Supreme Leader Ali, and I'm going to pronounce his name terribly, uh, Khamenei. Khomeini? Khomeini, maybe. I that's, that's we'll go with that. Khomeini. That Khomeini. looks right. Yeah, Khomeini. Yeah. Um, or U.S. Republican presidential candidate Rick Santorum. So we, we talk about sort of the how far religious right Santorum is. And that's sort of they're using this contrast to say these things are, are a lot closer than we want to think about sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so as they intro it, one is a religious fanatic railing against secular, secularism, the role of women in the workplace, and the evils of higher education as he seeks to impose his draconian moral values upon the state. The other is the supreme leader of the Islamic Republic of Iran. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's time to play Kameni or Santorum, who said what? You can play along at home, just use your pause button. Yes. Uh, So I'll I'll, I'll read you, because I've seen them all, and everybody else can just guess. Um, So it's time to play Kameni or Santorum, who said what? Can you guess which of the two said the following? So here's the quote. We were put on this earth as creatures of God to have dominion over the earth. Um, I'm going to go Santorum on that one. I'll go with Santorum. So as we well. got three Santorums, mm-hmm. and the answer is yes, Santorum. Santorum. All so right, that's one yeah. point for everybody. Mainly because that's really close to a quote from the Bible, right? You know, well, yeah, it is. It is. Go it forth, is. have dominion. Yeah, yeah. dominion over you. Yeah. It's it's so banal. It had to be Santorum. I think Khomeini <laughs> has at least a little more uh, color yeah, to his more phrasing. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So here's right. here's quote two. All right. We believe in democracy, and we also believe in freedom, but we do not believe in liberal democracy. Um, I'm going to go Santorum again because he just loves any chance to rail against liberalism uh, in any I form. Tell. I'm going with the Ayatollah with this I one. Tell. I'm with the Ayatollah. Okay, so we got two okay. Ayatollahs, one Santorum. And the answer is the Ayatollah. Okay, How many right. said that? Good job, one. guys. Yeah. Yeah, the liberal in that three. Well, I think it was. Yeah. And their part, their concept, he believes in this concept of democracy, which is a really weird concept considering they don't. They like, don't really have one. They have a president, yeah. but that person's handpicked. Yeah. And that's not. Yeah. Well, and the problem, the thing is, like, you can sort of like guess, like, political political talk will always start. It will say something. But, but and then they'll be like, "There's this that we don't care." We about. believe in X, Y, and Z, but we believe yeah, they, they, in want, they, they prime me, yeah. they prime yeah. me for different thinking. Different sort of, yeah. Very yeah. Orwellian speak, where it means the exact opposite of what they're ever saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Double speak, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good old double speak. Yep. Okay. Okay. Quote three. three. This is a little long, so you have to stick with me. Okay. Although the literal meaning of socialism is equitable distribution of wealth, it is associated with other concepts which we hate. Over time, socialism has come to be associated with certain things in society that are unacceptable to us. I'm going to go with the Ayatollah because there's no way Santorum actually knows the definition of socialism. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was going to say that is, that is far too sophisticated of an analysis of it. I'm going to go yeah. with the Ayatollah. Okay, yeah. so, so Brian is our outlier today who's saying mm-hmm. that it is Santorum. And the result is, again, it was Khamenei. It was the ah, Ayatollah. See, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yes, we, we've... Seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Santorum may not actually know an actual <laughs> Well, and, and I don't know if it's, if it's going to have a quote from him on this, but I mean, he has, hasn't he talked about like, um, he, he doesn't actually want, he, he says like, o- Obama envisions um, a, a future in which like every, every kid goes to college or, you know, these yeah, sorts of things. Yeah, that actually, that is a Santorum he, quote. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, what a is. snob, that, that was on The Daily Show. He's also spoken against, I forget the exact quote, but um, just the, the idea of distribution of wealth. You know, he hopes that, that there will always be, 
you know, a separation of, of wealth, right, a wealth gap, so that, you know, some people succeed and some yeah. people fail. Here's, here's the Sanitorum quote that you want to think. Okay. I happen to have it in my uh, feed reader. Okay. Um, President Obama once said that he wants everybody in America to go to college. What a snob. Mm-hmm. There are good and decent men and women who go out and work hard every day and put their skills to a test that aren't taught by some liberal college professor that tries to indoctrinate them. Um, tries being in brackets, so there's an editorial. Seems like right. there. almost um, wants to go back to feudalism, you know? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'm going to almost side with Santorum on this one. I am of the opinion that not everybody should go to college. No, no but, you know, but Obama even came out that he's not just about four-year college; he's about community college, mm-hmm. vocational college. Yeah, trade I don't think, I don't think Obama's saying. That we're I don't think Obama's even about saying everyone should. He's saying everyone should be entitled to be to be able to go to college right. without having to incur like monumental debts in the name. Of Here's the, the thing, though. I, I just want to rabbit trail real quick. I mean, when did we get this idea that all college professors are these liberal cracks trying to indoctrinate? Everybody that comes through their classroom door. Like um, I, I don't know about it's you, been but pushed by the right to yeah to to demonize intellectualism. Yeah, and because I think, intellectualism leads to things that they do not want. Mm-hmm. Well, what, I, like I think, critical analysis yes. of, of ideas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. I, I think back God to forbid, um, right. I'm going yeah. to go back to uh, Dr. Bell's story on this. Um, oh yeah, Dr. Bell uh, was the yeah. is the former dean of the Honors College at Texas Tech University. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderfully intelligent man. And always gives a speech at the beginning of uh, the year to all the new freshman honors students at Texas Tech University, or gave, I should say. I don't think he, yeah. he's giving the speech anymore. He doesn't. He actually hasn't as, done it in a few years. As he is no longer the dean of the honors college, but that's kind of here or there. <laughs> yeah. um, but he, he talked about, uh, at a freshman orientation one year, a, a parent stood up, and a father, I believe, is what it was, and he, he asked, are you going to... Um, you know, is my daughter going to see things that are going to challenge her beliefs that we've raised her with? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, as as Dr. Bell tells the story, he waffled. Um, he, yeah. he gave sort of the political answer, the wiffly, the wishy-washy, you know, whatever sort of answer. But what he really should have said, and he says this, is that, you know, he goes, of course we're going to challenge your daughter's beliefs. That's what education is. Yes. <laughs> It's, of course, we're going to challenge her. Of course, we're going to make her think harder. And she's going to come out a better person because of it, because of those challenges, mm-hmm. whether or not she agrees with them at the end. And right. she may. And there are certain people who, who go through college and have all their beliefs challenged and come out stronger in their beliefs because of it. And there are certainly those who go through it and have them challenged and are changed because of it. Mm-hmm. Either I think, that, the only, bad I think that only happens, though, when, you're, when you include... If it's a liberal, if it's like a humanities Well, it, universities, I should say. The yeah. university is meant to do Well, no, that. I'm even talking about people who go to, like, say, like, the UW for mechanical engineering or whatever. They don't have to take, yeah. they don't have to take any, like, philosophy well, classes. Well, no, but they, but they have to take the core requirements. I mean, even your, your, your freshman but they can, they can, you can bypass. should do those things. But you can bypass that with a bunch of, like, bullshit classes. Like, oh, I'm going to take dance class or something like yeah. that. Hey, so, I mean, hey, it is, if then, you're then in a dance class... These, and it's not challenging the way you think about it, the world. It's a failure as a class. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stand up for dance classes all around. I'm, here. Not, I'm not saying dance classes. Are bad. <laughs> I'm saying people are. No, I'm saying the people, that, are, the people who walk up to me and say, "Why did you study philosophy? It's totally useless." And why don't you do something more worthwhile? Like, why didn't you study something more worthwhile? I was like, well, I guess. And I, my my go to response is always the same thing. Like, well, the number one reason why I studied philosophy was so I wouldn't say an asshole thing. Like, why did you study <laughs> a useless thing like philosophy? Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's very meta. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, kind of getting back to my point that like this this is fairly recent. I mean, I, I, has has it been this way what, for a long time? Anti intellectualism. Anti intellectualism. It's been around for a while. From the religious right in America. It's. 
the religious right in America has gained a full hold in politics. Like, it used to be, religion politics actually used to be, separate. which I understood they were separate. Yeah, I mean, that's and, well, that's the Kennedy thing. Yeah, yeah and during, during, speech and, during yeah. Reagan's administration, they realized that they are a political force, and... I Christian wouldn't say Cor- during his campaigning. Reagan's yeah, campaigning right. were very much about the Christian that. coalition. Coalition began to form, mm-hmm. and religion started getting a lot more involved in politics. And even, even now, when religions are, I've always thought we're like Mormons. I was raised Mormon. Mm-hmm. I was kind of raised. A, the church doesn't take church just takes the stand morality, but the church never enforced your like told you to go vote for this. Mm-hmm. But now they are. They told people vote against Prop Eight. No, it oh, has changed. Yeah, yeah. Donate um, against Prop Eight. Well, and, and because it's that. become acceptable for religious groups to be that involved mm-hmm. in politics. Yes. Well, in my, in my home church, I, I don't know if I've spoken at any length about this, but mm-hmm. uh, my home church back in Grapevine just, I guess, it was a few years ago now, um, split down the middle on the issue of gay marriage because the Lutheran Church as a, as a whole mm-hmm. um, or the ELCA the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America there's 97 varieties of Lutheran by the way um, I know wow. little fun facts nobody knows yeah. <laughs> so one of the two largest now factions of Lutheranism um, the ELCA the other one is the Missouri Synod mm-hmm. um, got together put a multi-year study together sort of you know a biblical study sort of understanding you know, where we are in the world and what stance we should take on gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Because that is an important issue that, that's facing the world. And there are a lot of gay Christians who want to get married in their church and, and be married in, under the eyes of their religion. Mm-hmm. And the Lutherans, the ELCA, came down on the side of, yeah, that's okay. We want to support love. We want to support strong family ties. Mm-hmm. And the genders of the people in those doesn't really matter. Hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm giving them a little credit. There's, there's some wiggle room in there as well. But I was in a church where the pastor was vehemently against this and preached on it constantly, oh. and it ended up splitting our church in half. Um, hmm. And he took his group and the church name and joined another group that was okay with hating gay people. Mm-hmm. And since then, a new church has flourished from that and has been a great new thing that's come out of it. But it's one of those that that was definitely an issue. And... And I don't know that that would have been necessarily that particular issue. That's, that's a current day issue, mm-hmm. but you know that sort of political maneuvering and this political stance may not have had such an effect in worship in religion twenty, thirty years ago. Yeah, it is, it does seem to be recent. See, I don't I don't know if if I'm just seeing it now, seeing it this way. It seems like it's more recent simply because of how we've grown, the how we've that's, grown into. That's also possible. There, the way it's, for me, like it really, it really blew up once they really tried to like dig in and stick intelligent design into like public schools, and that's in like when the Kitzmiller versus Dover mm-hmm. uh, uh, judgment was passed down, and when that's was sort that? of the, that's where it's for it said that intel it was like this judge. You know, it was a pretty conservative judge too, and he basically said you can't, you can't include intelligent design, even something just saying that there is this thing called yeah, intelligent the design. Thing. There's this thing called intelligent design that seeks to re- to sort of like give an alternative to evolutionary oh, yeah, yeah, theory. Yeah. It's, it's but he a, says he says you can't even say that because you're giving the impression that this other alternative is. Is valid. Ha- is valid, has and also any notion. Yeah, yeah. Has it's because it's not. Semblance of validity. And it, he yeah. basically said it's just a relabeling of creationism, mm-hmm. and you can't. It can't hold up to scrutiny, unlike evolution. Mm-hmm. And it was just. It was a. It's a monumentally well, they, they, reading about it is actually very interesting. Yeah. But yeah. I think once that once intelligent design was forced out of like schools, 
And once, and then all the new atheist books started coming out because I think around the two thousand, I don't know if they would like, call them atheist books explicitly. <laughs> no, I'm talking about yeah. like Dawkins. Dawkins, like the God. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I, I thought you were talking like the textbooks were somehow more. Oh atheist. no, 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 okay. yeah. no. Like, okay, but, but around the time that it, that this uh, judgment was passed down was around the time you know these books are being published. And I think that's when it just sort of like blew open, and now it's mm-hmm. sort of like we're all for, we're all yeah. sort of forming our own mm-hmm. units you know getting ready to do battle like yeah. oh, in the culture of, war of, of sort of this you know the the supporting one side over the other mm-hmm. NPR did something really interesting they made a new announcement they're changing their editorial policies mm-hmm. in such a way as they're no longer going to do this he said she said sort of reporting where they have oh, to right. get equal coverage of both sides of of of, of anything huh. and they said they are going to do their best to support the truth uh-huh. Um, that's good. Yeah. Well, it, it is if you believe in a truth, but that's another argument. For Postmodernist, another right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that was Go listen to some of our other ones. Yeah. We've, had, we've actually Postmodern been... Postmodern epistemology. We, we had a few right. episodes ago what, what? we talked about synecdoche, and uh, we, we but, were, of course... But, and, and, but, but, but in my journalism, I almost want that. I, I, want the, I, I almost want my journalism to say, I'm not going to be balanced just for the sake of appearing balanced. Right. You've, oh, always, you've always had this stance. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, I really have. One of things that hasn't changed. You're well, always we're talking about, about their... make the bias uh, yeah. obvious, state it, you know... Get it stick, out there. Get it out there. You know, I, I would love for Fox News to just come out and say, we support a radically religious right conservative <laughs> viewpoint. Watch us. Like, and, then, and then, you, you know, know... They might get more people watching it for that. But, yeah, I mean, there'd be no question. Well, this is, this is something I've heard maybe... I don't know if this, this could be just like some sort of apocryphal tale, but maybe you have listeners in Canada who can back you up on this. But I've heard <laughs> you know you can't watch you we can't do. Fox News won't be broadcast in Canada because it's considered uh, like libel or Propaganda. something like that. Like it's, well, it's, well, the it's, libel it's seen, laws it's seen, in it's Canada seen, like, are very tricky. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't broadcast something that is so patently ridiculous. <laughs> Well, in some countries, well, I, know, well, I know that there there are, there are some interesting issues with libel in Canada, but yeah. I don't know nearly enough about them. To Anyways, we strayed a little bit from the questions, so let's, yeah, so let's, 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 let's get back to the quiz because I'm the only one who has 100 percent right now, and I really want to learn. <laughs> so this is this is quote four. Okay, that's the kind of stuff we've interestingly we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the radical feminists succeeded in undermining the traditional family and convincing women that professional accomplishments are the key to happiness. Santorum. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Santorum on this one. Yeah. Wow, I'm gonna. Okay. So, okay, yeah. so Brian's the outlier again with okay. the Ayatollah. With the Ayatollah, okay. Um, this will be interesting. Santorum. Ah, yeah. Okay. Right. I'm sorry, that one was just way too. Still yeah. That, yeah. that was right. too close to yeah, what's right. going on, in my opinion. Yes. I, I think that was. Well, the, what really is, when he's like the. The phrase "radical feminist" doesn't strike me as something that probably even has words in Persian. Like I don't think, <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I can translate. That's, Persian. that's possible. It's, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, also, I don't. I, I want to point out that um, Santorum doesn't know the meaning of radical. He feminist. does not know. I, mean, I know the meaning of radical feminist, and he doesn't. Yeah. Um, and, well, my my favorite quote about feminism comes from us. I, f- I forget the name of the woman, but she says like. She's like, I myself don't know what the definition of fem- feminism is. All I know is people call me a feminist when I try to differentiate myself between a doorman and a prostitute. Oh, <laughs> That's man. an interesting quote. <laughs> um, well, here, I'll, I'll help you out. There is no one definition of feminism. There are feminisms. Mm. <laughs> right, isn't it like third-wave feminism? Well, no, not even just that. Right. There are multiple third-wave feminisms. Nice. There are multiple... I, I, I always want to see, when I see the word feminism, I want to pluralize it. Um, yeah, because there's there's gender feminism. Well, it, it's not even it, it, see, but we're still categorizing it here. Mm-hmm. The feminism, feminism 
is a deeply personal thing. The personal is political. The political is personal, um, which is a, a radical feminist viewpoint. And I'm probably doing using the wrong one there. Um, okay. It's a Marxist political viewpoint, not radical. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I remember. I realized which one it was. Okay. Marxist materialist feminism said the personal is political, but it's. I mean, the attempt to define feminism in any concrete way uh-huh. is defeatist and exclusionary, which is something that, generally speaking, feminism is trying not to be exclusionary. It's mm-hmm. trying to be inclusionary. Generally speaking, again, generally there are some speaking. feminisms that are not. We'll have, we'll have Amy on. But, yeah, talk a we'll get her on eventually. And, and Moving on. Which is question better. So question five, yes. This is not a political war at all. This is not a cultural war. This is a spiritual war. Ooh, this, it could go either way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Khomeini. I'm, I'm going with Khomeini. Yeah. So we got two Khomeinis. Screw it, Centaur. Brian is going to be consistently <laughs> different. Anti everybody. Yeah. So two Khomeinis and a Centaurum. Both say Santorum. Oh. <laughs> well. Still in the lead, but yeah. you've lost, yeah. Your, uh, yeah. lost your undefeated there. Yeah. I mean, this. I, we should take a moment Culture to talk about Culture war just the, seems very... Cause it, I don't like that at all. I don't yeah, like it's, it's very Christian, that. right? I hate it thing. when Christians try to militarize... Certain Christians. Uh, are, okay, when when Santorum and his ilk <laughs> and many of the people that, that follow him try to militarize and use these, these very aggressive, um, polarizing terms in... Uh, in discussion, in, victimization, in victimization. It's um, incredibly manipulative psychologically too. It's yes. like it's like a when we talk about like like misidentifying some or misattributing things in human memory, or you know, you give mm-hmm. someone a tat, you you ask you see you show one person the scene of an accident, and you ask them how how fast do you think the car was going when it ran into the other car, yeah, and then another person will be asked how far car. do you think the car how fast do you think the car was going when it smashed into the other car. The yeah. people, the more you know, the, yeah. the smashed people always yeah. get a much higher well, speed. Well, I mean, and it's still worth pointing out that anytime you see the victimization of of any group in power, mm-hmm. or or the claimed victimization of any group in power, if they're still the group in power, they're not victims, right? Yeah. <laughs> and right and, now, and right now, Santorum is is the front runner, at least among the, the Republican Party, and has you know pretty senior well, support. Right but the, he can still make the war and the and the culture war argument, I think, because. The uh, Republican Party is not in power now. If they were in power, okay, they no, would not. But, but you know who is in power? White male Christians. Yes. <laughs> so Stop when the they're Christian saying that we're, that, yeah, when, when they're saying that we're attacking Christmas and other things yeah. like that, well. No, you're still the privileged class. Yes, exactly. That's Fox News does a really good job at victimization. Yes, oh, certainly. They are, That's what they, they really do. They have it down to. I swear, they probably employ some of the best psychologists and psychoanalysts Frank, in the world. Frank Luntz mm-hmm. is a their word guy. Okay, he's the one that invented. The, he took a estate tax and turned it into the death tax. Ah. He he's and he's a really he's a genius with words. Mm-hmm. He understands what words scare people yeah. and how to get the emotional reaction he wants. By, and he'll tell Republicans, okay, you need to frame it this way in order to get them to think this. Is he writer, producer? I mean, who? He's, in, he's worked with John, he was helped in John McCain's um, campaign. Okay. Um, he's, he's their word guy, he's their message guy. Mm-hmm. 
And that's really, that's all. Well, that's what the Republican Party down also down puts out the talking points memos. Like, that's something they actually put out. Yeah, right. So, use these phrases, these, these talking points. Sometimes they'll screw up and just read it verbatim. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> so, that this, this, this Frank yeah. Luntz guy is like the Darth Sidious of the Fox News Network. Totally. <laughs> wow. Like, Carl, like, Carl, like, like Carl, Carl, Carl Rove, Rove, Frank Luntz. Yeah. Uh, like, these are your emperors of, like, <laughs> Dark left. And so they're 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 setting the tone of conversation. Yeah, and it and it brings up vocabulary, like you said, Ryan. I and mean, you can it, you'll notice this in, in when it comes to since it's being brought up, they're this, they're tooting the horn about this one too. Like I've seen a lot of language shift from they won't they won't refer to people as pro-choice. They'll call them pro-aborts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or pro-pro-death. Pro, pro yeah. yeah. And those have been around for a while, but it's yeah. but the those are simple ones. But it's it's the subtle things. It's like mm-hmm. even even bringing up the term war or conflict or you know division. It just it just puts that 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 is the baseline. Then that is what everybody judges any other idea against. Well, and because they, and it goes back to talking points, and, and John Stewart points these out real mm-hmm. well. But because you'll have a group of of people who get the memo and go out and go hit all of the media mm-hmm. with the same message at the same time on the same day, yeah. you know, you you can build those that momentum very quickly. Yes. Because everybody starts talking about it all at once. In a day, you can change the political and, conversation. And it's effective in that. And, yeah. and right now, we've got the Republican Party kind of at, it, at its own throat mm-hmm. and, and with a lot of the infighting and stuff. And that's why I don't think that there is a strong Republican candidate now at all. Obama again. Yeah. But, um, yeah. um, and I don't love Obama by any stretch of the imagination. No, but at least he's not Rick Santorum. <laughs> See, this is, this, is where, this is where I appear to be like... Radically retarded, or something like I don't like Obama at all. But oh, I, I, but I'm not a Republican. I'm I'm far. I'm very far left. Quite honestly, I I mean, and this goes back to to 2006. I think when one of the first honors college lunch discussions. I may have said this on the show before, but like when there was there was a question going around, like, okay, who would you support in the in the election? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I said, you know, well, okay, I I support. Um, I, I mean, I forget. Was was Ron Paul running? Yeah, around that. Yeah, so he was running one. So I said, you know, Ron Paul for sure. But I know, but I know Obama's going to win because he's a novelty because he's not a Republican and he because, gives good speech because he gives good speeches and like he's a, he's an attractive, well spoken uh, Democrat and and it's those three reasons, not for any of his politics. Like I and I knew that that like going in, those were his strengths, yeah. and he didn't have any long term political strengths, and that's exactly what we've seen. He has no spine, hasn't been able to get any significant legislation through. He's except you know, healthcare. He got healthcare. Uh, he get, I got I gotta give him healthcare. Like you got <laughs> kind of he got a, he got a healthcare plan through that's still gonna monumentally benefit the the healthcare. Company yes, yeah. but he got something but, through. <laughs> okay, considering every president since Eisenhower has tried to develop a national health care policy and failed, something is better, like, even getting something. It's an impressive effort, down. nonetheless. Sure, <laughs> of course. And I don't think it's fair to say that he's gotten nothing accomplished. Um, it's, but I totally, he's, my yeah. biggest fault with him is his comfort, like, and this is, over, this is amazing. Over-promised and under-delivered. And he, well, he tries to compromise with the Republicans to... Yeah. For whatever reason, because they don't care about any compromise they give him, because it's not about trying to get things accomplished. <laughs> yeah, they are about stopping any legislation whatsoever. Because as they do personally, not, I'm okay principle. with stopping any legislation whatsoever. Period. Well, libertarian. That means that's, that's yeah. I'm like, well, he's a rational anarchist. Yeah, actually. yeah. It's even worse than libertarians. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, Ron Paul actually had a great quote about this. Um, you know, he goes, "I absolutely love gridlock." 
<laughs> because it means nothing is changing, nothing is getting done. There are no yeah. new laws being made. Definition of conservative. <laughs> it also means That's the laws, the laws that he wants to pass, like auditing the Fed or whatever, are also not ever going to get through. But that's okay. Yeah. But again. You can't make things worse if you don't change anything. Yeah. So it's, uh, you, cannot, you cannot lose if you don't play. Right. right. You know, so, like so gridlock is Everybody not stop. Everyone's where you, you are. Stop. We're done. Stop right here. Okay. <laughs> so gridlock slows things down, and that's, that's very libertarian. It's a very rational anarchy sort of thing. Yeah, but that's, but this, this war idea, it just, I mean, it gets, it gets, it pits brother against brother. You, know, to, you have the culture war, you have the class warfare. Mm-hmm. Because Which raising, is kind of a real thing. Raising the, the class tax, wars, that definitely. really should be what we're focusing well, on. Well, right. But, yeah. but raising the tax rate on the wealthy from right now, from what it is right now to what it was under Clinton, and defining that as class warfare is a ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. not class warfare. Exactly. <laughs> that's because, absurd that yeah. that would be class warfare. Yeah. Class warfare is different. But that's, the, but that's the word <laughs> right. they'll use, warfare, to just sort of like galvanize But again, yeah, I, I, I fault the Occupy movement, too, for, for using mm-hmm. the same sorts of terms. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, even the, the phrase class warfare paints that in a negative light. I mean, it, it's, ah, uh, it, yeah. Anyways, language is interesting. Continue. How many more questions? Okay, uh, we've got six, seven, and eight. So we've got three more questions. Okay. Okay. Um, so, this is a war between two willpowers: the willpower of the people and the willpower of their enemies. Kamini. Kamini. You're cheating. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm not actually. Um, I'm going to go with Santorum just to be just to be different, just to be contrarian. Yeah. Of course, this would be three Santorums in a row. Kamehameha. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, number seven. Oh, wow. I, don't, I forgot this one was on here. Um, go back and read what the sirens did once you arrived on that island. They devour you, they destroy you, they consume you. Um, wow. Whoa. Kamehameha? That's. I'm going to say Kamehameha because that's like some That's, myth- way too that's poetic, like yeah. that's, that's I mean, mythology. That's yeah. like a, that's like something from the Odyssey, right? Other than the Bible. I'll save my comments till after I give the answer. Santorum. Oh, oh. color me. Some you want to know how I know? Got to be quoting. Hmm? Well, even then. Yeah. But the thing is, they never actually got to the island of the sirens. We don't know what the sirens would have done in uh, the Odyssey. I studied the Odyssey. I wrote a translation of it. <laughs> um, they were told to avoid the sirens, and they heard them. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea was that if you were heard, if you hear the sirens, you'll never come back. Yeah. yeah. But it's never made explicit what they actually did to you. Um, and the only Maybe person they served cake. Yeah. <laughs> but the only person who ever heard the sirens was Odysseus himself, because he tied himself to the mast and right. had all the all his crew plug their ears with wax so as to stay safe away from them. Yeah. So yep. my money was on Santorum even before I, I knew the answer oh, because he got the quote wrong. <laughs> 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 Whereas I figured the Ayatollah might actually be fairly well read and know what oh, know the truth of the situation. Nice. So who are the sirens in his analogy? Women. Oh god damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh. If you have a yeah. guess, they use, that, they use their feminine wiles to lure us yeah, to our those doom. Radical feminist females, all of them. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to, except for my wife, she's an angel. Yeah, if you want to hate my daughters, yeah. You know, but they and all they your wives are supposed daughters. to. Yeah. As long as they're not, you know, out in the workforce, being independent. Yeah. Sandworm. Um, okay. So last one. Last one. Mm-hmm. Just a chance to pull it out. 
No. Oh, the, okay. Right, sorry. This is last chance to pull it out. I've heard that's a very poor contraceptive oh, method. <laughs> okay. This is this is this one's kind of played as a joke in the middle. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the whole thing mm-hmm. um, before we hear any answers because it's sort of a two thing. Number eight, the American people's hatred for Iran is profound. End of quote. Oh wait, okay. we got that one backwards. Sorry. It should read, the Iranian people's hatred for America is profound. I'm going with Santa. No wait. Uh, uh, trick question. It's both of them. Oh, that's good. I'm going to have to copy him. Both of that. them? Well, yeah, but if it's not both of them, you get it wrong no matter what. Uh, so, I'm just okay. saying. If it's only one of them, you're still wrong. Right. I'm not giving you a point. <laughs> We're waiting for the page to load. Well, I haven't clicked the button yet. I, oh. was, still, I was just making sure y'all were sure in your answers. Yeah. Too many. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So, and the, the breakdown of um, points. Well, did anybody ever know their final scores? Yeah, I've got like two, yeah. <laughs> two or three. Yeah, I got like three. Yeah, okay. yeah well, I got five. I think yeah, the yeah. breakdown is if you got uh, seven or eight correct, you are considered a supreme leader. Mm. If you got five or six correct, so if you're playing at home, you are a religious warrior. Mm. Yes. If you got three to four correct, you are an agnostic. <laughs> yeah, that's about yeah. right. Yeah. If you got one to two correct, you are a radical secularist. <laughs> and if you got zero correct. You make me want to throw up, <laughs> which is of course a Santorum reference in reference to he said when he first heard the Kennedy oh, speech yeah, on religion. Oh yeah, made me want to puke. Made me want to puke. Yeah. What? That's like, like yeah. Right. Okay. First off, <laughs> you you are not even in his league, Santorum. Like you don't you don't get to diss the guy until you're an actual president. Sorry. Um, okay with dissing the president. Well, we just spent two minutes on Obama. We did. We did. We did. <laughs> but for, I mean. He he is a Catholic, and and, and yes, I didn't know that. Raised yeah. Catholic, he is one of the most uns. I mean, I generally find Catholics to be a little bit more thoughtful. I don't know about y'all, but like I don't like to make bold statements about people. And, and I say generally, there's now, a, these there's are, the, the Catholic Church tends to be more liberal on certain issues, or or more about what Kennedy was talking about first, which is that we don't really want to mess with society. I mean, one of the okay after the Catholic Church stopped being like society and the controlling power of society, <laughs> after they, they stopped taking over the world, right, they survived by being an undercurrent and not and not trying to rock the boat anymore. And, and, what, and being self-governing. And being self-governing. I mean, the Vatican being its own nation, it's like, okay, all right, you guys can have your world. We're just going to have this little spot in Italy where, you know, every, all of our ideas come out of. And, we, you know, we will, we will govern the religious sector. That is, that is our um, magisterium, right? <laughs> so who's, whose term was that again? God, I'm not really I don't sure. remember that, but I don't I, I know. I know the non-overlapping magisterium. That's from, the magisterium uh, is from his dark materials, isn't that what they? I don't no, remember. it's the non-overlapping. Yeah, magisterium. that was. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't take his class. He was a biology professor. Yeah, was he? Yeah, hmm. it was. It was about ideas, um, but I, it was I never like, took his class. You know, heard this, about it. this is the domain in which we will um, exert our control and have our ideas, and uh, and it will not mix because, I mean, God. The fundamental like notion of the of the First Amendment is that the separation or first am I getting that right? Yeah, yeah first separation, separation. Yeah, well, it's the, it's the um, is it is not the establishment clause. Yes, the establishment clause, and that is what people is what people get wrong a lot. Is it's not it's not that religion should not be a part of your thoughts if you are in political office. It is that there is no state establishment of religion 
or of religious ideas. And the Treaty of Tripoli blacks that up as well. I, I think yeah. it was, maybe, was it Adams who negotiated that? But I think he, whoever negotiated, they pretty much must have foreseen that even even then people were trying to like to say that America bad. is a Christian nation or whatever. It's yes. like, no, this treaty specifically states we do not... We're not going. We're not an established. There's not an established. Yeah, there is no established religion. That's, that's what makes it different. Number and, one. And so, what what Santorum is arguing against a, a straw man, fundamentally. I mean that that's the thing. He's, he's and that's where this cultural war is 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 coming. The straw play. man like, is their favorite argument. The straw man is. I mean, ah, uh, it, it and it's this. They, they put up. A, a, a false interpretation, really. I mean, a, a, a false representation. In, and it always has to be extreme. Has to be extreme so as to appear utterly absurd. Right. It's like you know, the liberals want America to be an atheist country. No, the liberals want there to be equal opportunity for for all ideas, but not to have those ideas forced upon any other group. Oh, right. I, I would not say the liberals there. The liberals force a lot of their ideas too. We've been bashing the Republicans a lot, but yeah. there's a lot of forcing like of that idea, ideas. maybe right. So is the is it is it wrong then to force the idea of uh, pluralism, or at least of of um, inclusivism? I don't um, force that idea <laughs> on other people. I'll reason with you. I'll talk to you about it, mm-hmm. but I'm, or at least I'm to present it. Yeah, I mean, I'm again radical anarchist. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm, when, I'm all for. It's not forcing anybody to do anything. As far as elections go, I find nothing wrong with the plurality. Like yeah. I, I, I despise the argument that like you have to, I have to vote for Obama because I need to vote for the lesser of two evil. And like mm-hmm. they're both corrupted by the exact same influences. Why the hell yep. should I play into yeah, that? Exactly. And they're that's, like, well, uh, then you have then you have a small too. portion of people dictating who gets like, like that already happens because not a lot of people vote and the people who mm-hmm. do vote aren't exactly well informed. Right. And and it's galvanizing these sections of the population that don't usually vote that can sway a, a particular political yeah. That's all that's that how was, you win. That's how you There's, win. The majority of people who vote are, are voting the same way all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is little change among those people. It's right. the very smaller subsection group of people who don't vote or who are potentially swayable that really decide the election. Because generally speaking, when you get down to the, the binary of Republican-Democrat, the majority of things are very similar. Yeah. We, we, we explode the things that are different to, to emphasize that we are different. Yeah, to make it appear it's as if there's actual choice. In yeah, but neither, neither side is against miscegenation anymore. We don't see a, a genuine candidate up there arguing for, for Marxism, you know, or like someone right. up there for, arguing actually for radical feminism. I would love for there to be it's, a radical feminist candidate getting to argue directly against Rick Santorum. I would love to see that, like, yes. That would be amazing. See, that's <laughs> the, guy, the guy who I'm supporting, the, the newly established Justice Party, mm-hmm. the candidate is, a, is the former mayor of Salt Lake City, surprisingly enough, but he's <laughs> we raised very as well. My my dad's yeah. side of the family is Mormon, but I've never been a my dad's side of the family is Mormon, but I've never been a practicing Mormon. Okay. I mean, unless my parents wanted to ditch the kids for a Sunday, you know, while they went and did whatever, you know. <laughs> and that, and that, yeah, on those days, I was uh, yeah. Those on those weekends, I was Mormon because I had to go to church. Right. Um, former mayor of Salt Lake City, Rocky Anderson, formed this new party called the Justice Party because he just, he just basically got fed up with the Democrats. He said. The Democrats are spineless cowards who are bought and paid for by the same people who buy and pay the Republicans as well. And so, and he's like big on supporting, you know, LG, LGBT rights, you know. Mm-hmm. The new term is quilt bag, by is the it? way. Quilt well, <laughs> No, it's, it's a real term. I'm not just making it up, but it's my favorite because it's easier to say than all the other stuff. That's true. Yes. I, I actually um, like it a lot more. But he's also, he's also, he was also the only 
He not only fulfilled the Kyoto Protocols while he was mayor of Salt Lake City, he surpassed them. Oh, and nice. so he's like, and his, his big platform is like energy and environment. And those are the two most important things, I think, because who you can't have government when the planet's totally effed. Yes. Like, everything's going gonna to devolve into, like, tribal Mad Max, Mad Max anarchy or whatever, which may, you know, be... I'm okay with Mad Max. Don't say, <laughs> Don't say tribal. Sorry. I just have to throw that out there. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's it's a judgment small, thing. Small, small congregation of people are going right to be... Tri- yeah. are gonna probably be that's different than tribal. tribal. That's... No. <laughs> I've gone off on this before, and I don't want to do it today because yeah. we're running out of time. Post post colonialist, just leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay to say Mad Max style. It's okay mm-hmm. to say post apocalyptic <laughs> if you want to go there. You can say small communities of people working together, but don't say primitive. Primitive bad tribal word. have connotations that you're see. I didn't implying. say primitive. Though. You said tribal though. Tribal yeah. has a very similar connotation yeah, of of status That's, of state in a progression. That sounds like a in baggage that you're introducing into. It, no, I'm saying this exists no, within the context of yeah. the word. He, I already, Masters, I come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but look, okay. look, I can say, I can say, I can use the word cynicism, and that ex- in the context of that word, there exists a long dead school of Greek thought that no one even thinks about when they bring it up. But at mm-hmm. the same time, yes. I don't say you can't say the word cynicism no. because you're not taking into account the fact that there's this ancient Greek philosophy that's almost basically the entire opposite. Okay, of I want you then in today. that case, I want you to be aware of the power that the term tribal has to denigrate certain groups of people because we view them as different from our own and not on the same progressional track that we are on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And thus, as historically, and as and I say historically meaning recently, awesome. been used to make certain groups seem lesser of human beings. All right. mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm very cautious about words like this. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 again, I come off very strong, and I apologize for that, because I have a gut-kick instinct to, to That's okay. Like I said, I, I have the same reaction with the word cynicism. <laughs> That's fair. As okay. I illustrated. Um, but it's one of those, so I, I'm, I'm very, I like to inform, and sometimes my, my enthusiasm gets the better of me. But anyways, quilt bag. Yes, quilt bag. Um, and I, I pulled it up on Urban Dictionary. And it is, it is a real acronym that's being used, because we have GLTBQA, yeah. you know, and, and it becomes a very somebody difficult went, thing to say. So somebody put all these letters into one of those Scrabble cheater and, uh, and, apps. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm, I'm, all, I'm pushing for quilt bag because it's an easier thing to say. But yeah. it's the, the, it is queer and questioning, unidentified, intersex, lesbian, transgender, transsexual, Bisexual, asexual, gay, and genderqueer. So there's a couple doubling up because the Q's, the G's, the the T's. Well, that's that's the idea, is that that covers everybody who isn't straight. (laughs) (laughs) Although, um, well, you have the quilt bags. Asexual, asexual, and. (laughs) Asexual is often also allies. The A in GLTBQA is is asexual as well as allies. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not listed on here in the official definition on Urban Dictionary. So um, A is allies, because I consider myself an ally. I'm not one of these things, although I'm a little genderqueer sometimes. Um, um, I'm more queer than genderqueer, but that's another argument for another day. you, you are. Have I talked to you about this? About hmm? my relationship with Amy and the, the queerness of it? No. Okay, well, I don't want to get into it this today. Should, this but, is another topic I'm discussing um, here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, again, she can describe it better than I can, but, mm-hmm. um, but ally is what I consider myself, and that falls under the A of quilt bag as well. Cool. So be an ally if you can't be anything else. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. <sighs> Quilt bag just has kind of a connotation to it. I don't know. Like it, it's uh, it makes me think of bagpipes. Yeah, it makes me think That's of just the, the term either. bag, which well, I mean, relates kind of with the term hag, which 
think yeah, there's generally yeah, derogatory. So there, there are, but you know, also the term queer has been derogatory, and that's been reclaimed fairly successfully. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is not to say that it can't be used in a derogatory fashion, right. and yeah. still is. But it's we've but we've done things to take them back. There are some terms that just won't ever be reclaimed. Um, yeah. One yeah. of them, porch monkey. That just yeah, there's no back. way. It's Sorry, not, Randall Graves, <laughs> you're not going to make it. You're not uh, going to bring it back. But <laughs> and so but but so I mean that's something as well. It's the fact that the term queer has been taken back mm-hmm. fairly successfully, in my opinion, okay. um, at least within the community itself. Oh yeah, I mean from the from queer eye for the Drake guy. I think. Well, that, that was, was not a taking it back. Was it not? No, 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 no. It was. Uh, well, you have, a national, you have a national television show with five gay men. Mm-hmm. Who are really good at personal grooming. You're totally right. Still. Stereotypical, <laughs> but at the same time, it's positive. Whether yeah. there, was, there was certainly that. It was, it was five gay it was men not starring a in a television show. It was not perfect, but right? it so, was good. Well, just like well, and many of those guys have gone on to do actually much cooler things, in my opinion. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the food guy is usually on Iron Chef. He's on, he's on Iron Chef, where he also does uh, Chopped, which I absolutely uh, love. I've, I've seen an episode or two of Chopped. It seems like it's a pretty interesting. It's show. a fun show. Cool. Well, we've we've gotten to cooking shows from from Rick Santorum, which is well, probably not a good way to bring it back. But um, well, I, was, well, so I mean, let me tell you my recipe for Santorum. Let's chicken bring it salad. all the way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're picking on Santorum, but uh, how about the other Republican candidates? Because you know what, Daily Show did something really interesting. Mm-hmm. They defended Santorum in a way that Santorum's genuine. Santorum is yeah. really putting out what he really that is believes. True. Yeah. And if you look at Romney. So is Ron Paul, though. I, <laughs> no, <laughs> totally. Yeah. totally. Right. But nobody's going to, no offense, going to like Ron nobody's Paul. Nobody's voting for Ron Paul. Santorum. But Paul? that's only because, but that's because there's this, there's that, there's that attitude. It's like, no one's going to vote for Ron well, Paul. Well, no, but no, no. Uh, I'm not, I, 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 I will not vote for Ron Paul. There's no I'm not a libertarian. That. I do not believe in libertarian ideas. I think the libertarian idea, if you take yeah, it to the Yeah, but no, I'm not saying, I'm saying the media will create a narrative. And we're, so this is what we, we were talk. talking about earlier, where yeah. you get enough people saying this thing, mm-hmm. well, no, then it changes. The, well, then people will just start well, doing. Oh no, it. I agree. The, no. the 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 nobody cares about Ron Paul idea was planted during his 2008 campaign, or, or nobody will vote for Ron Paul. That idea, so, and these, there's no way he can get past that. I like, will. That, I, I don't agree. know how that got but out there. You're talking to the guy that voted for Ralph Nader twice. Yeah. So I voted, for, and by the way, I just want to point hey, out. Thanks for putting Bush in office. <laughs> if only you'd voted for me. I do want to point yeah. out. So what's really interesting about this election to me is that it's very reminiscent of 2004, only exact opposite. Where you oh, have yeah, yeah, yeah. All of instead the of this, the Democrats thought we have to be Bush. We have to be Bush. Who? Okay, Dean Howard Dean. Oh, that guy's Howard Dean. Oh, he went crap. Yeah, and that's scary. He got excited. And, uh, so we need somebody bland and safe. Uh, John Edwards. Oh no, he had an affair with somebody. No, well, they didn't know that yet. That was yeah, the later. Right, yeah, he was later. pretty bland. So they pick <laughs> they pick Kerry, and nobody was, really liked Kerry, but they no. thought he he's like okay, he he's, he's this safe. is the best idea for he's, he's safe. safe. Yeah, but it ends up nobody gets excited about him, and nobody ends up he doesn't win. Yep. The exact same thing is going to happen with Romney. Yep. And no, Romney totally. is the John Kerry of the 2012 no, But somehow even more bland and more of a flip-flopper. Right. Obama is going to kill him in the presidential debates. It's because going to be so obvious Rom- and everybody will go, why did we even care about the Republican nomination my for two a, years? Right. My sister's a strong <laughs> evangelical Christian and I asked her, okay, you only have Romney and Obama who you voted for. She's like, I'm writing a candidate. Yeah. Exactly. Writing Mickey so, Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how I always like to write in Guy's Baltar. <sighs> but if I don't want Baltar for president. Only Ryan would vote for Guy's Baltar. <laughs> you know who I would write in? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. 
Oh, totally. I, I would, totally I would so Sarkozy. vote for him for president. I'm going to go... Uh, Nope, forgot his name. Never mind. <laughs> Let's It'll dig up the you. corpse of Carl Sagan or Richard Feynman. Yeah. In office. But, okay, so other candidates. Hey, Carl, Richard Feynman would have how way too much sex. Again? <laughs> so, billions and billions. <laughs> but anyways, so the Daily Show, they, show, they took John Oliver on, and they pointed mm-hmm. out that, like, the problem with, like, Santorum is actually telling how what the Republicans generally, a lot of them actually believe. Mm-hmm. But because... The Rom, like somebody like Romney's so good at being a politician. Like Romney's a good politician. Like he. Oh yeah, he's incredible. He wouldn't have gotten where he is without being a good politician. He's like the epitome of like if this good old boy, like bland, not too dangerous, not too like. He's a politician. Santorum is actually somebody that generally spouts off what he believes. But Romney will always say things in a way where you cannot really tell yeah. exactly oh, where yeah. he was at. I like, I like the Yeah, term. he's a centrist. Yeah. He's like yeah. the Greendale human being. And on that note... <laughs> also, no, with the help of the internet, I remembered who I was oh, yeah, going for. Yeah. Jed Bartlett. Ah. I don't oh. know. Comic writer? No. No? Jed Bartlett, the president from the West Wing. Oh, uh, okay. Because yeah. I will vote for any president that Aaron Sorkin is writing. Yes. Not writing speeches for. I mean, physically creating from whole cloth. How long until we get there, right? Until our politicians are actually just cre- characters created by, like, uh, <laughs> they openly, aren't already openly created. Well, not, yeah. I'm not okay, openly. openly openly created by Arnold writers and producers for for entertainment purposes. Oh yeah, right. yeah, but uh, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is kind of a genuine thing. Like it is amazing. Like <laughs> we're talking, but the guy's actually generally okay. It's governor Stephen's talking about like where not only do we all we all secretly know there's a puppet master, but where he's right. like out in the open, just like you see him dangling <laughs> the strings right in front of your face, right. and no, be you like, look people, what I could do. You have people like interviewing his his writer, you know, yeah. like not speech writer, but like his writer. Like so, when you were when you had that uh, that the you know that thing that he did, you know, or action or something, you know, why did you why did you have him do that, you know, and just like. Well, you know, and, he, and, he, and, he, and meanwhile, he has the actual politician there on a leash, like it's a dog or an animal or something like that. You know? He's like sitting there, right, like, We don't have to take the visual metaphor too far, but uh, well, we don't really have much for for the the form squeeze. Usually, for you know, those those of y'all who haven't heard it before, um, we have a form spring uh, account where people can come and ask us questions. But um, really, there aren't any new ones since the last episode, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, we can we can do the, the question of the day is stupid. It is. It I is mean, it's, it's stupid even for the question of the day. Yeah, it's, um, it's, that was they phoned it in basically. Yeah, but the promoted question that mm-hmm. was asked by Formspring. Yeah. So it's somehow different from the question of the day, which was asked by Formspring. Um, yeah. What would you miss most if you gave up your phone? Oh. Um, really, being able to navigate. Um, without having to look up maps and memorize them. I really, really value that ability. See, it seems like this question assumes you have a smartphone, and I still have right. a dumb phone. I do. Well, so, but, okay, so what if you had to give up your dumb phone? If I had to give up my dumb phone, I wouldn't, get inter- I wouldn't be able to receive calls for job interviews, and that would be very detrimental to right. my life. Yeah, that would suck. Brian? It, um, I have a dumb phone, too, so it's like, yeah. really, it's an, it, it is an interesting concept, because, like, you guys, like, it's amazing how much of that technology comes Your phone has a touchscreen. It is not a dumb phone. It's well, like it doesn't a, do anything else. It's like an above-average phone. <laughs> It's like, I know you're touching me, but I'm, I'm it, not going to do anything. It can see <laughs> in class. It doesn't get Fs, I yeah. guess. Um, but, so, tech, I mean, it's interesting because, like, 
I really hated texting. Mm-hmm. I still kind of really don't like texting. Like, the only time I enjoy texting, not enjoy it, is if I need, just need to go a sentence or of information instead of actual conversation. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because my dad, like, it's on my, fa- my father's family plan, and I just pay him because it makes it a lot cheaper. Uh-huh. And it's interesting how, like, I've gone from, like, probably not texting at all to, like, I get, like, over 900 texts a month. Mm-hmm. Which is probably, like, average for all of us, I'm sure. Yeah. You guys buy anymore? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't even think about it because I have unlimited. Yeah, right. everybody Nobody does. thinks about it anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, it's all It's unlimited. just communication. And, and I think that's, I guess, what I would fundamentally miss even more than that. But it's, it's just communication. It does, and yeah. I do appreciate, now I, more than I did years ago when I hated it, I appreciate how it can be so shorter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to call you and say, I'm here. Right. I'm here. Yeah, but I, I do feel, and it's interesting. I'm I'm interested in the the cultural ramifications of the texting generation, and not us so much necessarily, but like the high school kids I work with and that age yep. who are who are quickly becoming older and older every year, who do not call at all. They everything is via text, mm-hmm. and it changes the way we communicate um, in a very interesting way. And I don't know what that way is yet, but I'm interested to see what happens to it. I can't get a whole. This is really annoying. Like I will call somebody. They won't answer the phone. Go, go to voicemail, and then I'll text them right away. And they'll, I can, they'll text me back. There could be a legit, they're like generally not answering. There could yeah, be legitimate weird. reasons for that. Like for instance, I don't oh. want to answer a phone call when I'm in a really noisy bar, so right. I would ignore that. And but I'll sometimes like I can't answer my phone because I wouldn't hear you anyways. What's up? No, but yeah, you get people that just like generally don't like to even talk on the phone anymore. It's yeah, and that's just text. And that's something that's something that was brought up in like a. 2000, a year 2000 or so interview with Harlan Ellison where he talks about how all this, all this stuff we have now and all the way we're able to communicate something is like, oh, if you don't have, if you can't get someone, through, get a hold of someone through voicemail, you have text and they can ignore you that way too. It like, it kind of makes, it builds up people's frustrations a lot easier, hmm. you know, like when you don't respond, when someone doesn't respond to a text message, you know. You, that'll piss you off because there's no there's no real good excuse to not get a response back See, from I someone when it's like a day later people, or a few days later. I don't communicate with people, I guess, because I, I text really? Stephen when he asks about bad philosophy, and I'll text Amy, you know, to find out when she's coming home for dinner. And yeah. like that's the majority of my texting at all. Right. And anything beyond that, I'm generally calling people. Um, so maybe I'm I'm just still the weird holdout. I think you are because generally, uh, like I totally have seen this. Like it's interesting because like you know, a decade or more, actually a decade ago, it was okay. Like you'd leave a message on the answering machine, and then you know it might be a day or two before mm-hmm. you hear back from them, and yeah. that would be perfectly acceptable. Now, if you text somebody, if you don't hear back from them a day or two, they'll be like, "What the hell, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. what the." F- Hell, yeah. Uh, honestly, you do annoy me in that respect, Caleb. I will, I will text you, and then, like, two days later, I get a reply, and I'm like, thanks. It's completely irrelevant. Now. Hey, if you want to so, reply, call me. Okay. Because then I'm forced to actually speak to you. It's yeah, real like, easy for me to ignore a text. You, I had, like, I'd asked you about... Um, about pub trivia last night, like two days ago, and I finally on the drive over there, I'm like, hey, Kevin, so about that thing. And I got an answer, and right? I got an answer, and you came in with once. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so again, yeah. I'm, I'm, and, and I'll look at a text, and I'm, I'm really bad about You're this, like, I know it. I go, oh, that's a text, I should answer that eventually. <laughs> and, and then you never. And well, because by the time I've looked at it, the notification you know window's gone away, and I've forgotten. You know what you should do is, like, get a text, write a letter to him, and mail it. <laughs> 
I don't know, postage is going up to 50 cents. I can't afford that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually even... It, that's Poor not too much office. more than what the phone companies charge per text. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're on a per it's text like basis, 10, yeah. 15 cents or something? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, per if you, text? Yeah. It's like not that much less than sending an, a message, like an actual letter. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. Yeah. And the cost to them has <laughs> nothing. to be... Is nothing. Is nothing. Is no, no, is literally nothing. Is the literally 160... Nothing. Character limit on a text message is because that's how much fits into their infrastructure. Yeah, though that, that, that already exists. Space is for is for um, is for like service messages that were supposed to go between devices, like at, not as a public service. Like it that existed was just, before texting. It was built into the protocol, and they went, "Wow, here's some something we can charge for, and it costs us nothing more." So it's pure, hundred percent profit. Pure profit. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and it's a much function of phones nowadays. Welcome to capitalism, Brian. Um, well, we've had a. I, I hate to wrap it up here. We've got a, a good a good thing going, but uh, we do we don't want to take up too much of your time here on the show. Um, it, it, you know, the hour format has has worked well for us. Yeah, we've if, if only you want, if you want a two hour philosophy podcast. Go listen to the partially examined life. Those guys, those guys, those are guys are cool. Yeah, and they talk at length. I don't listen they to do. podcasts. <laughs> philosophy podcast. I do. I've gotten into this American Life recently. Well, that's not a philosophy oh, podcast. That's a that's great not, podcast. Not a philosophy that's not a podcast, podcast, by the way. That's, that's a radio. It's show. just a radio. Show. Show. They also yeah. have a podcast, but they do it as a podcast. Which the, the distinction, subscri- the distinction is getting very, very. Hard. It is. It yeah. is getting totally. Yeah, but, but it's a great freaking radio show. It is. Like deep, I don't know if there's a better. It's the top podcast. Like well, it's, it's the top radio show. Yeah. I would. I'm, I would argue it's probably the best. Yeah, radio. I don't. Radio I don't think podcast. of anything. I don't know if there's anything better than that. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, compared um, to us, it's like solid gold. <laughs> pretty much, we're we're you know cesium. We're radioactive. <laughs> I don't know why. We're osmium. Right. We're just we're really right. heavy. We don't do anything good. Sit <laughs> yeah. around, yeah. Take up space. Uh, anyways, so Brian, thank you for coming on the show. I really thank appreciate you. it, man. We'll have you on again for some more uh, cinematic analysis. We really have to do a show on the Hunger Games. That comes out later later this month, and I can say that now because it's March. Wow. God, this year is flying by. Um, and and uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? Do you have any any publicly accessible sources? Yes, if you want to give me money for a short film. Uh, oh yeah, you're a filmmaker. We should talk about that sometime. Sometime. <laughs> um, actually, no, it would be interesting. We could talk about like I can let you guys watch my little short film. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll do a, a, a philosophical enough, actually, analysis. We can talk of it. about it. Yeah, I like um, that idea. Yeah, we'll do that. But anyways, um, I do have a website. Um, it's my production company name. It's missingshoefilms.com. Cool, and uh, Ryan, do you have any? Do you have a Twitter account? Do you have? Uh, yeah, I'm on. Facebook I'm on Twitter. Twitter. I have Facebook. I'm on Tumblr sometimes. I'm all over the place. Uh, where Where are you most frequently and readily? Uh, probably Facebook, I guess. But yeah. I tie my Twitter account into it, so those <laughs> okay. two, I suppose, are the best ways to get a hold of me. Facebook.com/slash. Oh, I, I've never claimed any. Oh, you need numbers or something to claim that. You so. Need- well, just do a search for Ryan Usher. Yeah, you'll, yeah. You'll, 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 you'll usually turn. I'll usually turn up as the. How many Ryan Ushers are there in Austin? Seriously, Three. not a lot. But when you do a Google search, it kind of gets muddled. Okay. Yeah, because you get. Did you mean Usher? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. That's why. Why do you think I changed my last name to it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, of course you can follow Kevin. Uh, you're at uh, what again? Twitter.com slash Kevson. Mm-hmm. And I am at uh, Twitter.com slash S Torrance, S T O R R E N C E. You can follow the show at uh, badphilosophy.com. And of course, ask us a question at formspring.me slash badphilosophy because apparently we don't have any new ones. 
Um, and I, I want to do one last thing before we finish wrapping up. Yeah, sure. Just because um, I, I have a uh, tweet deck filter for the term bad philosophy mm. set up to do it. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not going to read a lot of them, but I just want to say hi to Kylie because she recommended us as a. Um, just like to the like 80 something people that follow her. Oh, nice. Just like out of nothing. And so I would say hi. Hi, at, Kylie. At permanent Blur. And so she's going to listen to this and go, ah! assuming she's a real fan of ours and not just someone who likes us ironically. <laughs> but, um, permanent <laughs> underscore Blur. Yeah. Yeah. Near and dear to my philosophical heart. Aww. Aww. Well, cool. So we have a fan. <laughs> that we We've know. had a few fans. We do. We, we do. do. We have a few fans. And it's, it's fun when they like. Retweet me and I get retweeted. I'm like, ooh, that feels oh, good. Oh, I'm in. I'm in discussions to have, uh, have um, somebody that's commented on our on our Facebook post yeah. on the show, possibly. So, cool. Yeah, we, you know, that that's how few fans we have are. You you have an opportunity to come on the show if you listen to this show. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you if you're loud enough and like the show, we'll probably put you on we'll at have some you point. On here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for now. I, I I hope that you don't have any. Um, any encounters with actual Santorum in your life ever, but you probably will have a few more unless encounters with it. Well, unless you're into that. We don't judge. We don't judge. Do whatever you want. Yeah. But uh, please don't actually vote for Rick Santorum. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make that plea. Just don't vote for me. Editorializing a bit here, Stephen. <laughs> what have we not ever editorialized? That is what this show is about. Anyways, and uh, well, you know, vote however you want, actually. You know, screw it. We'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. George Bush Sr. poked at Saddam Hussein Clinton gave an intern a cigar W's legacy's a work in progress That is all the president so far In the year 2005 we're out of money Somewhere surely freedom's on the march I don't like to make political statements Badphilosophy.com By the way guys, I'm really humble.